Welcome back to another edition of the Hands for Headlines. It's your host, Rodney Huffman here. We got a great one for you. You know, we're breaking down a little bit of everything. Now, in the NFL, trade deadline just occurred this week. We're going to break down the winners and the losers of that. And if you talk about the NBA, you know, we'll talk about the Warriors and how hard they're suffering without Steph Curry. And fight night, you know. Joe Embiid, Karl Anthony Towns, they went at it. You know, got more on that later. And if you stick around through both of those, the MLB, the World Series matchup, they there's a couple things that happened for the first time that's never happened before. Stick around for that. Now let's start off with the NFL. We'll start off talking about the winners and the losers. We'll start off talking about the winners of the NFL trade deadline. And we'll start off talking about the Dolphins, who acquired a keep to leap in a fifth round pick. Not only did they acquire that, then out of Arizona, they acquired a six-round pick for Keenan Drake. Another huge winner is Aqib Tlaib, who is a huge veteran who had his contract bought out by the Rams. And let's be honest, the Rams really had no intention of playing him whenever he came back from injury. And so that gives the Dolphins a chance to use him in their situations, you know, whenever he gets back from all the rehab and all that stuff, gives him a chance to, you know, not only play again, but to be a leader again, you know, and he'll be that at the Dolphins. The Ravens are a very big winner in this, you know, who just acquired another great cornerback, you know, Marcus Peters, and not only that, they acquired a fifth-round draft pick, you know. Talking about the Ravens, who's already first in their division, Playing good, you just made him better. You just gave him Marcus Peters, who's going to make that team better. The Ravens are for sure a watch-out team who is surprising a lot of people this year, and they're going to keep doing that with the help of Marcus Peters. Another winner is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey won it out of Jacksonville. He didn't care how he did it. He just basically came out on public and said, I want out. Please let go of me or send me out, you know. You know, and not only that, Jalen Ramsey will also be moving to another team who needs help in that spot. And not only needs help there, but he'll be a great factor there who can help their team win games, you know. He'll be playing the Rams, and, you know, the Rams aren't looking the best this year, you know. But really, he'll be playing at the Rams, you know, which will be a great ideal organization, you know. He wants to play a lot of minutes. He wants to play a lot of downs. He'll be playing there at Rams. All right, let's talk about some losers, you know. There ain't very many losers, but there is a couple. The Redskins is a huge loser, you know. I hate to say it, but why don't we make any moves, you know. Currently, as a Washington fan, we had a few players who could have made a move, and we could have got solid draft picks out of one of those is Trent Williams, you know. Trent Williams, for one, he don't want to play for you. He's sitting out. He's holding out. Why would you keep him? You know, he's a very, he is one of the best left tackles in the game. He don't want to play there. Like, trade him. Trade him before his contract comes up and you lose him. You know, that's going to suck for the Washington Redskins, you know. Sucks. Another player is Jordan Reed, you know, who's really been in and out of injuries. But with a few moves, you know, because, of course, Jordan Reed and Trent Williams both blames the medical staff 
for anything that's going on. So if Jordan, if that's true, and Jordan Reed had a better medical staff, maybe he would not be injured so much, and he could be traded to a team who needs a good tight end, like the Dolphins, who need a tight end. You know, that would have helped them improve, and they could have got some draft picks out of him. You know, another big loser is Trent Williams himself. You know, he wanted out of Washington. Like I said. He didn't want no a part of Washington. He blamed the coaching staff for everything he's going through. He's been blaming the coaching staff about a little, uh, literally everything that he could. You know, there's not been a thing out there that has happened in his life that he has not blamed the coaching staff for yet. You know, that he just has came out and said, I almost lost my life. He said he almost lost my life because of the Redskins. You know, he won it out. Williams also come out and talked about how he had cancer. And it was underestimated that a growth of it happened in six years, you know. You know, not only that, Williams has no intent of playing them. You know, he supposedly returned back for practice, whatever, but he was absent of practice. He reported back on Tuesday, but missed practice on Wednesday. You know, he don't want to be there. He just doesn't want to be here. He, why do you keep him, you know? That sucks for him, you know. He has at least wait to the off season to get out of Washington. Another big loss is the Bengals. You know, the Bengals just came out and have said they benched Andy Dalton. You know, Andy Dalton, okay, they actually told him on his birthday, okay, you're sitting bench, you're getting out of here. If that was the plan all along, why didn't they draft him? Or why didn't they trade him? I mean, if they would have traded Andy Dalton to a team who just needs a quarterback or just needs – or has a rookie who needs a leader who can guide him to the next level, you know. Maybe that's why the Bengals are holding on to him because that rookie that they got, he's going to be starting this week, and that could be the case. But they could have got draft picks out of him, you know. Andy Dalton, you try to tell me Andy Dalton's not worth a fifth round draft pick, you're crazy, you know. Trade Andy Dalton for a fifth-round draft pick or maybe a 2020 fifth-round or a 2021 fifth-round draft pick, you know, and later on draft picks. You know, if you trade that, you're going to be good. You're going to be set, you know. That is a huge loser. Another loser, in my opinion, is the Rams, you know. And a lot of people is like, how are the Rams really a loser? They have ganged Jalen Rams, you know, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, if not the best cornerback in the league. But look what they gave up for him. You know, they've gave up. They've traded a lot. But they are basically saying, okay, this is an all or nothing year. You know, if we don't win it this year, well, who cares? We don't have draft picks. They traded away most of their draft picks for this year and next year. You know, and your team's not getting any younger. You're getting rid of all of your draft picks for these older guys who's not getting any younger. You know, I get it. You know, they're a decent ball team who is one step away from going over the top and winning. But you, whenever you trade away and you're basically like, okay, we don't want no younger stars. You know, we just want to keep ganging age. They're getting older and older. You know, come on now. Sean McVay, they're not getting any younger. Come on. Why didn't that? You know, that's the first time I can honestly say I think this was a poor coaching job by Sean McVay. You know, yes, you needed those players, but you did not need to trade away all those draft picks. So now you're looking at of not very many draft picks for this year and next year to really work off of. Another big loser and the last big loser of the whole winner and loser 
Keenan Drake. You know, it sucks, you know. He really left one bad team to go to another bad team. The Cardinals have been struggling, and they're not looking any good. Yet, he is. He did score a touchdown tonight anyways against the 49ers, and you know, it looked to be good. But he is not looking at a playoff contention this year, you know. If you move from one bad team to another bad team, he's really not helping anything, you know. The Cardinals, who did need a running back, however, I still don't think that's going to push him over the edge to really do anything next year. I could be wrong, but I know this year, of course, most likely not going to the playoffs. You know, if they went out, they still ain't going to have a very good record to make the playoffs. You know, but Keenan Drake, if he puts out all that effort, you know, maybe they can pick up someone that can surround him, you know. If they can pick up someone who's surrounded, they might surprise some people next year. But as of right now, Keenan Drake is, has lost the NFL draft, the NFL trade deadline because of where he moved. You know, he moved from one bad team to another and don't help him at all. Last night, the Warriors was playing against the Suns. No. And Steph Curry went down and he fell down and he broke his – and was confirmed that he broke his hands, you know. That sucks for the Warriors, who already is without Clay. Now, well, without Clay for all year, and now without Steph Curry until who knows how long, they suffer some big defeats, you know. And the maybe the worst part about all this is they they don't even have a comfortable, like, leading division, you know. They're one and three. They're two and a half games out. I mean, Two and a half games already outside the first place. Imagine playing these next upcoming games. The Spurs, that's going to be lost. Hornets, they might get lucky when the Trailblazers, they're probably going to lose, you know. They're going to be hurting without Curry. It's going to be up to Draymond and D'Lo. So, as of right now, the Warriors not looking so good. But, if the Warriors can somehow manage to stay within the top ten, Either ten or nine, or maybe even even in the playoffs, they'll be in good shape. And the way to do that is they need Draymond Green and D'Lo to step up. You know, D'Lo, you know, you will be the top guy now. You know, you ain't been the top guy in a while. Here's your chance. Gather and get it. You know, you you could be the top guy. You could be handling the ball until Steph Curry gets back. You know, and he's out indefinitely. So who knows how long? You know, two weeks two months, you know, who knows, but if they can keep them, like I said, within the top ten, they will be just fine, you know, that's one thing, you know, if the Warriors can stay inside the top ten when Steph comes back, I think they'll start catching fire and go ahead and head forward and make, you know, the seventh or eighth in the playoffs, you know, who knows quite how long uh, the Warriors will be without Steph Curry, but I look for D'Lo to step it up, and I think that he will step it up. And, you know, keep them within that barrier. And another big thing, the Joe Embiid and Cat. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, big old fight, you know. Another big thing that was that stuck out to me was the UFC fighters actually was watching on video and judged it, you know. They was like, oh, my goodness, this is terrible, terrible form and all that. And I think it's kind of funny, you know. Because 
Joe Embiid really came out and said, I'm done talking trash, you know. he He's giving it up, you know. He said he's going to quit talking trash to Carl Anthony Towns, I guess. But both of them, however, got suspended. Neither one of them got a fine. Ben Simmons has no suspension, which is really surprising, you know, because he had Carl Anthony Towns within a headlock, you know. He had him basically getting ready to choke him out, you know, with if he had good form, as what the UFC fighters said. If he had good form, he could have choked him out, you know. But he is not he's not facing any suspensions, but Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns has been suspended. You know, this looks terrible, too, you know, for both teams. You know, the 76ers and the Timberwolves, this is not good for them at all, you know. Neither team can afford this, you know. The 76ers are for now, however, but Joel Embiid is arguably their best, one of their best players. You know, flat out one of their best players. You know, and Timberwolves, you know, they're number six. And Corey Anthony Towns is arguably their best big man, you know. He is their best big man, I should say. That's not arguable. That is their best big man. Without those two players, they will both fall. You know, who knows how long they will be quite suspended. They have been suspended. And depending on how long the suspension is, depending on how many games they will be suffering. You know, Timberwolves face some very tough games coming up. You know, the Wizards... The Wizards are looking like a hit or miss team, you know. They they're good sometimes and they're bad some other times. You know what I mean. But however, the Wizards are looking like they're going to beat them. You know, if I have to take guess, the Wizards will beat them in this upcoming game. You know, they are, however, only one and three. But they've hung in there with some good teams. You know, the Rockets. They hung in there with them. They only lost one. The Spurs, they only lost by two. You know, the Mavericks, they only lost by eight. You know, they're hanging in there. So, I look for them to be able to beat the Timberwolves with Carlton Towns out. I like to see them penetrate the middle and penetrate the insides, you know, and get a lot of boards. I see this being a very good board game for the Wizards, and I think they will be able to win on Saturday. And... On the other hand, the 76ers, you know, 76ers will stay okay. You know, they got some other players, you know, like some very good players. But they have trailblazers up on their schedule who they should still be able to win. But that's going to be another game that the trailblazers should be able to do pretty good on the board because John Embiid gets a lot of the rebounds, you know. And it is a very good – going to be a very good – idea, you know, it's going to be very good games, you know, neither one of the teams can suffer this hurting very long, you know, hopefully suspension does not come for very many games, but however many games they are out, they're going to be struggling in and out every night just to get the win, no matter who they play, they'll be struggling, you know, now let's talk some MLB, time for some MLB, we'll talk about the World Series, you know, game one, was not how anybody expected it to go. Really, this entire World Series was not how anybody expected it to go, especially for one Jarrett Cole. You know, game one was Max Serger versus Garrett Cole. Max Serger played five innings. He only allowed five hits with seven strikeouts. Garrett Cole, on the other hand, didn't look so hot. Seven innings, eight hits, and one strikeout. Max only allowed two earned runs. Garrett Cole allowed five. 
you know, this is a really bad game, not only for the pitching for the Astros, but for the hitting. Arguably one of the best hitters on the Astros, Altuve, went five for one with hitting. You know, that is 20%, you know, batting 200, that's terrible for one of your best men, you know, your third guy. You know, you're expecting him to hit the best on the team. Well, the one of the best on the team. You expected him to be a leader, and he was not one in the game one. Now, for the Nationals, however, Juan Soto had four bats with three hits with four on runs who looked pretty good. He looked more than good. National win five to four that game. Really, this World Series was not what anybody expected, you know. Game one and two went to the Nationals, and whenever the Nationals was up one to two, especially after beating the Astros 12 to three, everyone thought, oh my goodness, the Astros are in trouble. But then we go head over to Washington, the Astros win both them games. Okay, that's crazy, you know. All right, game five, also in Washington. Oh, Astros win it. Okay, they win three of three in Nash at at Washington. You know, which is pretty daggone good. All right, number six back to Houston. All right, six and seven at Houston. We got this, Astros. All right, Nationals win seven to two. Okay, three to three. All right, we only need one. Let's go out here and get it. No, not the case. Nationals win six to two. Really, this series was what nothing what anybody expected, you know. A very bad series for Jose Altuve, which Game 7 was another game. He batted 5 for 1, you know. He didn't look too hot. But a huge thing about all of this, the Nationals win their first ever World Series. Man, that's got to feel amazing. Not only was that one of the big things that happened. Another thing that happened for the first time ever, I don't know if you picked up on it, but let's break it down. Game one and game two in Houston, Nationals win. Game three, four, and five in Washington, Astros win. Game five or game six and seven in Houston, Nationals win. For the first time in any seven-game series in MLB, NBA, or hockey, any series, not talking about the championship. I'm talking about any playoff series that was seven games in the NHL, MLB, or the NBA. First time that every single game the away team won. Not once in this series did a home team win. This is the first time ever. You know, first time ever Washington Nationals will bring home a title. First ever time the away team wins. You know, and that is very shocking. You know, a lot of times home field advantage, it's really there. Home field advantage, you know, helps. You know, you hear all the crowd cheering you on and it helps you. I don't know what was up with these guys. They did not like home field advantage at all. They hated, they hated getting cheered on. It feels like they loved it when they got booed because they just proved them wrong every, every single game. All seven games, the away team won for the first time in any series, in NHL, MLB, or in NBA. You know, and that is a crazy milestone, you know, and a milestone that 
if you just think about, you know, that does not even sound like it would ever be broken just because, you know, a home team is normally the powerhouse, you know. The away team is normally the underdog, you know. And I guess you could say underdogs won every game this in this series. You know, that's all I have it for you folks. You know, thanks for listening to the Hansard Headlines. And have a happy Halloween.